We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yes, sir. Get your popcorn ready. We are in the building. This is T.O. The other host. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But more importantly, you know what I did today? What's that? I traded you. Oh, of course. I traded you and I traded everybody on set to bring my boy Ricky Williams here today. <laughs> oh, shit. Y'all don't need me then. You know what I'm saying? Like Ricky Williams. Future, or, I'm sorry, way back in the day, not too oh, far back in the day, right? Oh, Pro Bowler, Heisman, all the good stuff. And of course, how I remember you is Mike Ditka trading away his whole NFL draft for Ricky Williams to play in the NFL, the number five pick for the New Orleans Saints. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you. Yes. Good to be here. And with all that said, I mean, to obviously, like I said, as how old are you? How old were you then? I was 20, 21. 21? Wow. 20. Was that a lot of pressure on you, obviously, to know that an organization basically traded their entire draft class just to get you? That's, that's for a 21-year-old. And obviously, like mm. I said, you're going to an organization you're looked upon as, like, the guy to get Savior. that, yeah, to get that, that, that organization on track. Was that a lot of pressure? Um, you know, I think maybe I was too young mm. to, to, understand. To, under, to understand the whole thing. I just... First of all, I was upset that I that I slid down to the to the fifth pick. Wow! So you were supposed to go higher from the, from what you heard from teams at the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was supposed to be. Well, I was supposed to be the first running back at least. Mm. At least I was the second. So who went back. before you? Edrin. 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 Yeah. Edrin. Edrin. And so, James, what do you yeah. think? Uh, hap- what What do you think happened that made you slide down to the fifth pick? I don't know. Um, you know, it, it was interesting. Like. All the way through college and up until almost like the moment of my last college game and then I went to the next level, everything just started to like go downhill. Really? You no. Know? Um, but you had such a great career though, I mean, co- collegiate career. So what, what I'm, I'm confused, what, what leading up to that last game, what went wrong and what happened to where you feel like well, things you know, went on a down spiral? At, at the time, I, I had no idea because you know, you. Leave college. I left college as the all-time leading rusher in college football history. Yeah. So arguably one of the best players to ever play in college football. And and at that age, I just assumed that I, it would go to the next level and, mm, and, have, and have that kind of and have that kind of success. And on the field, 
that was fine. It was more of the off the field stuff that I just really wasn't, wasn't with. And it became so much of a distraction. So off the field stuff meaning as in? It's just everyday, like everyday life. You know, okay. at least for me, my experience in college, and I think it's because in college you come in as a, as a kid. You know, they call you a kid. You're mm -hmm. 18, and then you kind of grow, you grow up a lot in college. Mm -hmm. And so I think when I walked on, I got on campus as just this, this freshman from California, people, you know, they were cool. And it was like family. And so I was used to that, that experience, and I went to the next level, and it, was, it, wasn't, like, it wasn't like that at all. Mm -hmm. And I think I was just too naive to realize that it's not like that. Culture shock, perhaps. Hell yeah, it was culture shock. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hell yeah, it was culture shock. Right. Um, and so, in hindsight, looking back, you know, I, I probably would have been one of those guys that would have done much better if I just would have taken a year off after college mm. and just got to travel and explore. Because that's unusual, though. What, that, what that's, why, that's why I didn't do it, because it was right. so unusual. But right. looking back, it definitely would have been good for me. Because when yeah. I was growing up, I didn't have aspirations to be a professional football player. That, it, Boy, I, I, I just wanted to play college football because mm -hmm. I thought college football, and, you know, I learned at seven. My mama said, you're going to college and I cannot afford it. Mm -hmm. So she, she told me I was getting a scholarship. So I kind of knew, like since a kid, I, as a kid, I knew that was, the, that was the trajectory. And then when I got to college, I just did better than I, than I expected. And so for me, it was just the, the next logical step was to go to the NFL. Right. But looking back, I think if I would have taken a year off, traveled, and just got to experience a little bit more, I would have played football. I probably would have come back, and here's what I said. I said, I'm going to play one contract, mm. make enough money so I can do the things that I really want to do. Mm. But, you know, I think the assumption is, you know, you guys know, you know, the window is so small, you get that opportunity to, you know, make the most of it. Right. So it's like, do you think that the 2022 version of the college kids, when they get to sit out maybe their senior year, their junior year, and then go to the NFL. So you're, you're rooting for those kids to kind of make those decisions. I'm rooting for, I mean, I think for each kid, they have to make their own decisions. I'm saying for me, it, it was, because if we think about, if we take football out of it and we think about what is the purpose of going to college, mm. right? The whole idea is to get some kind of preparation for what you're going to do later in life. Education. Yeah, is yeah, it's the idea. And, and I got an education in college, it wasn't, you know, an education that prepared me to do much other than football, mm -hmm. but, but, I, but I got an education. Um, and, and so I realized, though, like that education I got didn't prepare me for life. Mm -hmm. And so prepare me for my life. And the assumption is that preparing for life means you make a lot of money and you do a lot of things. And that's definitely helpful, but we see a lot of people with a lot of money who are not, who are not happy. What to do. Absolutely. Um, and so I, like, what I enjoyed about Football was the freedom, the, the freedom it gave me in the off season. And I definitely love competing, but the freedom to do all the things that I only dreamed of as a kid mm -hmm. and to have those kinds of experiences. Mm -hmm. And now that I know that, I would have just been more direct and, and had less of the bullshit to deal with. I just would have said, I'm getting in, doing mm -hmm. this contract, I'm gonna give you five years and then I'm <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, I would, and I would want guys to do that because one, it puts you in a different mindset where it's not this conversation of take care of your money, it's not that mindset, it's that I'm, I'm doing this for a reason. And so it, you don't even have to think of protecting your money because that's just already built in. That I'm building this so that I can do what I really want to do. Right. And even thinking about college, if people start college that way, you can start making plans. Because mm -hmm. after I retired, I was like, damn, 
If I just would have known a little bit more, I could have been prepping all this time to get yep. me ready for what I'm doing next. Yep. And so I, I just wish I would have taken more of that, that mindset. Yeah, because I mean, look, Calvin Johnson retired after what, eight, nine years, which mm -hmm. is early retirement. Yeah. So I think we'll see a lot more players I think we will. Early. I think we will. Um, how did you grow up? I know you mentioned your mom, dad. So my, um, my parents divorced when I was seven. And, and my dad, he moved to another state. Okay. My parents, they, they didn't get along, so they had to be like states away from each other. <laughs> so I was, I was raised by a single mother, but, but I say my mother was like more of a father than, mm. a, than a mother. Right. Yeah. Okay, so where did your, your, your innate ability to, to be a running back, where did that come from? How did you, I mean, did you... My Top mom. Runner, I mean, running off. from running from my mom. <laughs> For real, I'm not, I'm not joking. Couch, my mom, my mom, toughing me up. I mean, nice. she like, <laughs> she toughing me up. What's, um, what's toughing you up? Like, I'm from the south. Like, we definition had, of toughing. Yeah, we had yeah. we we got whoopings. You know what I mean? We, we got beatings. I got beatings. Yeah, right. yeah, we beatings. got beatings. Yeah, so it wasn't like <laughs> where we are today where you have to be careful. No, that wasn't none of that. I mean, and I used to jump around. So my mom, she would sit on me. I mean, she had to come up with like. Devices and stuff. So you just, <laughs> today, you know, sit, you sit on, HR, you, get the, you got, go get the spoon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she, whatever. But you got but, CPS that get you today. Uh, like I said, I mean, I, I mean, I got whoopings with anything. anything yeah. No, but on. but Bills, honestly though, switches. I, I, I don't I don't whoop my kids, but I will say this: like my mom whooping me, it taught me one valuable lesson. Just just take the like if you mess up, just take it and keep it moving. Right? Mm -hmm. Don't cry. Don't make excuses. You know you did something, take it. You know the rules, you break the rules, take it and keep it moving. Is that what you tell your kids now too? Well, well here's what I tell my kids. Cause I don't, I, don't, I don't touch my kids. Sometimes I'll yell and they act like I did something to right, them. And right, I'm like, right. I ain't even touch you. I'm just like, <laughs> no, but, but here's what I tell them, right? When they look at me and say, why are you yelling? I say, when I said it softly, mm. five times, Come on. five times, <laughs> nothing happened. When I said it loud one time, it worked. So if you don't want me to speak loud, then do it when I speak soft. I just try to speak to them like, so they're in my head and they understand where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. right. So it's not a surprise. So it's not a surprise. So Ricky, I mean, you have so many accolades, man. Dope yeah. award winner, Heisman. Yeah. I mean, one of the, I mean, obviously, best collegiate careers, as you mentioned. Uh, what is it, 2,124 yards, 28, 27, 28 touchdowns. In one season. Dude, this, this is remarkable. You come from a, a breed of, of running backs that, that went to Texas. You got Earl Campbell, Cedric Benson. Of all the success, and I like to say, I know everybody has kind of spoiled. You retired, came back. Of everything that you've accomplished, you've achieved, what what makes Ricky happy, and what is the what what is success for you? Well, that's now? a good question. You know, um, success for me is just it's just maturity. Mm -hmm. It's just like keep reaching like my full potential. Just keep expanding and growing. That's success. And it's not a, mm -hmm. it's not a static thing. Cause I found whenever I was like content with static success, the world kept going and I got left mm -hmm. behind. So right. success for me is just keep it moving. Yeah. Cause again, right. some people say the success is not about, you know, your accolades, it's about the depths that you come from. Yeah. And again, if you're getting better and better and better, like exactly. I'm successful. Absolutely. Exactly. Right. exactly. Cause I know, I mean, I mean, looking at you and you've spoken about just being free, like, you know, obviously just talking about like, if you would have taken some time off to go off and do whatever, it's like freedom. Um, what about, what is it about freedom is that, that, that attracts you to want to explore more and I guess put you at a place where you're able to be who you are? You know, I, I think when I was a kid, like 
you know, in school we would hear about freedom and we read about freedom. And even there's some music that talked about freedom. But when I looked around the people in my life, no one was acting like they were free. And so it just became a thing of like, we talk about it, but it doesn't seem like anyone's actually doing anything to move towards it. And so I, you know, I was intrigued by it. So I said, I, it's just something that was always in my mind and, and just a sensitivity to the feeling of being put in a box. Right. And I just, I just don't do, I don't do well with that. Don't do well in a box. I, at all. Some people do, but Even I get in a... You had to, yeah. you being a running back, you had to run in that box. Yeah, but I had to get out of it, though. That's the whole thing. I'm trying to come out that box. So yeah. metaphorically, is that where you feel like, you know, you're, you're, you're going, uh, where you were? You're sort of like in a box, and you wanted to get out of that? Well, I think, well, I think, we're, I think we're all born inside of a box, mm, you know, true. whether it's our race or our gender or our parents. Or, we're born inside of a box, and we're trying to find ourselves inside that box. Um, and I just, you know, because especially the way I grew up, like that box, it wasn't comfortable. It didn't, it, is that what, it didn't again, feel good. Is that what drove you, I guess, to use marijuana for medicinal purposes or pain management? Well, I mean, so now that you say it like that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I use I use it to get out of the box to escape. Right. I had to get it to escape get out of the box. Again, it, it, yep. it really kind of for me it kind of resonates to what you've been speaking on, just yeah. being free, being yeah. free. That's exactly because you know I and and when one of my my idols, Bob Marley, said it. Okay. No, mm-hmm. okay. None, none but ourselves can free our mind. Mm. What was that? None but ourselves. We have to free our own selves. And yeah. like the the thing that I think limits us is our own mind and our own thinking. And when I started smoking, I realized. I stop limiting myself so much. I allow myself to think bigger thoughts. Mm. See, you need to start smoking, dog. I, I, you know what? You I, well, now smoking. that we got a brand coming out, Ricky. <laughs> I got gifts. He got gifts. I got so again, gifts. I'm going to go for, he won the Heisman, yeah. right? The, the weed brand is called Heisman, but it's H-I-G-H-S-M-A-N, which yeah. is a great name, by yeah. the way. thank you. Um, oh, so okay, I get it. You, Heisman. He a little slow. Yeah. You got yeah. it, you know what I'm oh, saying? I mean, what so let's, let's talk this about how, how this... The, the weed in here. 
He's going to take you through all of it. Hey, let, hey let's man. talk about it. That's what I'm talking about. We're first time. Okay. Get your papers. Get your papers ready, huh? Get your papers ready. Oh, I don't even know how to open this. Man. Yeah. So, so tell me how all, how this came about. What was your idea behind it? Ooh, boy, I'm already. Boy, I smell this through the package. <laughs> Ricky, what you got up in here? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Ooh, so you know, it was it was really the idea came a long time ago. I was I was visiting the dispensary dope. and somebody asked me to sign an autograph mm -hmm. and I and I signed my autograph and then they write they said can you write Heisman on it mm -hmm. and I started to write and they said no 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 spell it like this and so I was like oh that's kind of cool and so I I wrote it and I was like, and it just kind of stuck and every once in a while I might I might sign something like that and then uh, COVID hit and I started doing a lot of like autograph signings because okay. a lot of the young players, the teams weren't letting them travel and the old players weren't traveling because they're home. Mm -hmm. And so people started having me, having me sign cannabis inscriptions. So I'll write my name, number 34, and then I'll write like smoke weed every day or puff puff run or hitting holes, smoking oh, bowls. Or, I mean, they, they, they okay. were coming up puff, with a puff, 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 <laughs> They were coming up with a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. And so, like this, I want to get I, high right now. I'm telling you, I, I noticed that, uh, that I was, I just kept, people just kept calling me to do more and more signings. And I was like, you know, I started doing the math and realizing there's not that many Ricky fans. These mm -hmm. are people that enjoy just having a football smoke helmet. Fans. Smoke fans. Exactly, smoke, yeah. fans. smoke fans. And so I realized, you know, that there's a market out there and people, people are looking for ways to, to combine their love of cannabis and their love of sports. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, at least for me, when I was growing up, my coaches always said, if you smoke pot, you're going to be a loser in the, yeah, and, the perception I mean, of yeah, what that, it was 20, 25 years yeah, ago. Yeah, because I mean, as a kid, don't do drugs. Yes, you know what I mean? this was this was a message we all we all we all we all had to deal with. Mm -hmm. And so I'm taking this opportunity to really create a culture. We call okay. ourselves a cannabis lifestyle brand, okay. and there isn't a sports and cannabis lifestyle. There's not. It's not a culture. And so that's, this is what we're bringing. And we're doing everything we can to bring the cannabis culture and the sports culture together. That's right. awesome. Our, our tagline is Spark Greatness. No. Spark greatness. Spark greatness. Yeah. Spark greatness. Fired up. That's yeah, what he's saying. Exactly. He's saying and just, fired and up. And think about it. If yeah. every time someone is lighting up, they have that thought of like greatness. Mm -hmm. yeah. This yeah. is very, very creative, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Whoever's doing your packaging, marketing, yeah. branding. This is this is awesome, man. I mean, it even made me want to get high. Yeah. I, ain't I get high. Yeah. I ain't smoking high 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 every day. Yeah. When I was a lead dog, every day I get high on the memory. High on the memory. See, and even like even the packaging. You know, so yeah, so take me through the pregame, pre the halftime, half the postgame. Is it post all the same? Or no, no, so, okay. so you know, in the industry or in the cannabis no, space. We're not, we're not familiar yeah. with okay, so, so I can break, break it down. down. Okay. Yeah, you're talking so, to two non-smokers. <laughs> yeah, so as people, as people enter, the first thing they hear is they hear, I'm sure you heard the terms sativa, yes. indica, indica, hybrid. Indica. Okay. Right, right, right. So what, what those generally mean is they're referring to the effect. Effect. So okay. uh, sativa is more like uplifting, like it gets you in your head a lot. Okay. So if you're kind of already an anxious person, probably a sativa will just make you more anxious. And okay. Indica is more of a downer. It's more as people say, not, downer not, is more, more in your body. It just more gets you in your a body. Chill or relax, more so of a if you're relax. an athlete, when you like a, a indica will make you want to stretch or just get into mm, your body. A more. yogi. Yes, exactly. Yo okay. Exactly. I'm with you, dog. I'm exactly. Going to the house. Exactly. <laughs> and so some people will say like a, a sativa is a, and we call it a pregame because again we're bringing the sports theme, mm -hmm. right? right? It's more of a daytime, a daytime experience. Okay. okay? And the, the, the indica we call the post game is more recovery, right? Okay. Either your mind's racing or you're ready to go to bed, you it's can't get to sleep. It's more of a chill. It's more of a chill. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then the hybrid is at mid range. Halftime joint. Yeah, the halftime is at mid range. Okay. Yeah. 
And so the, the pregame is a, is a hoodie, kind of, you know, like getting ready for the game. Yep, got the hoodie the, on. The halftime is a jersey, and then the postgame, we got that letterman jacket. That's oh, clean. Man, that's yeah, that's, that's some good packaging and good marketing. Is it just you with the brand, or do you have a whole team that help you put this whole thing together? Well, like you guys know, you can't, you're not going anywhere without a team. Absolutely. And, and so really, that was, the, that was the priority in launching this brand, was, was putting together a, a team. And so I went out and recruited a, a CEO, Okay. And we just started building the team around because, you know, I know I know what I know in 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 running a cannabis company is that's not my that's not my yeah, specialty. Right. They know what they yeah, exactly. Know. I create the culture and I and because I've been in the, the industry for several years, I've, I've met so many different people that I and all the, the whole time I was just recruiting, you know, just thinking nice. in the back of my mind, you know, when I'm ready to do my thing, I'd love to have this person. I'd love to have this person. Then you go get them. And then and then I went to go get them. And, you know, when when you're building something like this, something that's new and that's interesting, it's not difficult to attract talent. And Absolutely. so it's, it's been it's been fun. And, and attract talent. I mean, what do you mean attract talent? Because I know if I, I, I'm thinking, shit, if I smoke some weed, I might attract some real talent. You, so oh, what talent yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, all kinds of talent. Oh, yeah. Like, one, one talent leads to, to the other kind of talent. Right. Oh, okay. That's what I'm so, talking so, about. I might need to get so, out So game. let me, tell me, tell me if this is you at work. Yes. That, okay. Yes, you have a great job. 100%. You have a great job then. 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Oh, man. Because it's like... And you're this gonna, ain't for everybody either. How about it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Right. But for the athletes that are allowed to smoke, because, again, how's the, how's the pro sports fame, I guess, are they able to smoke yet right now? They, how's well, that whole it's thing the testing. I mean, obviously, there's testing. Obviously, like I said, you got heavily fined for medicinal marijuana use or what have you. So how did this translate now to today's right, game? And right. obviously, with all the laws in certain states... Some states are, it's legal, right. some it's yeah. not. Well, you know, so when I, you know, especially when I got in trouble with the NFL, the, it, it really was just a one-way conversation. This is bad, mm. nobody's doing it. But slowly over the past 20 years, the conversation Everybody has changed drastically. And so even then, you know, and you guys know, players are, were smoking, they just weren't, weren't talking about it. Yeah. Right. And, and, but now it's just becoming, you know, legal in, in multiple states, and it's, it's, there's not such a stigma Players are still aren't coming public about it, but they're they're hiding their smoking less. And right. and as a brand, and from my business mind, like I'm waiting, I'm waiting for that first, those first round of players that are ready to be real and, mm. and come out and 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 share their story. Right. Because you know, to me, the most important thing is is not to push anything in either direction, but just be real and tell your tell right. your story. Because right. my thing is the people who we look up to who are achieving and whatever they're doing, right? We've been We've been like getting upset with them for using cannabis, and I'm mm -hmm. saying if these people are achieving at a level that we're impressed with them, and they're using cannabis, shouldn't we be asking them? Come on, like, tell like how are you? How are you doing this? Yeah. How are you using it? And that's where I'm trying to get the conversation. Right. I there's, think there's, a lot of people have been smoking this, and they're free in their minds. Yeah, <laughs> free your mind. <laughs> I think they're free in their minds. So let me ask you this: Does it bother you that that perception was there on you 20 years ago, and now it's like? It's okay. It, it does. It doesn't bother me at all because if the, if there weren't people like myself who put their neck out there, yeah. you're the trailblazer. We, we wouldn't have gone. We wouldn't have. Or we, I mean, we would have got there, but it would have taken us a lot longer to get there. And, yeah. I, and my thing is not about trying to push anything. It's just really the deeper lesson is whoever you are, don't be ashamed of it. Just be Absolutely. yourself. Just because other people tell you it's not right and it's not good. And, yeah, that's a good question. I think there are some parallels that to as the, the perception how people perceive perceive you. Obviously, he asked you how, you know, would you do anything different 
based on that. And so for me, it's, it was the same way. You know, yeah. the way that yeah. I played the game and I celebrated, it was frowned upon. And now look at it. Yeah. It's being embraced, you know, just as what you're doing. Yeah. I have a question. <clears throat> now that, I mean, when you smoke, which, which is your favorite? The, the, uh, the Jesus Skittlesworth, the pregame. Okay. Pre-game. Okay. What he, what's the name of that? It's Jesus Skittlesworth. <laughs> Jesus Skittlesworth. Jesus. Again, I, I'm not familiar Jesus with all the names. Mary but Jackson. the name, the name, this is this is our convention. So so but you there's know. I like it because there's creativity to with it. everything, that, everything that you're doing. Exactly. The halftime is the, the Ken Jiffy, Ken Jiffy Jr. Ken Jiffy. <laughs> and the okay. postgame, that's Barry Bonds, and right. we, all, we also got uh, Cherry Rice. Like Cherry Rice. You, you know what you should that's, call that's it? That's a home run. That's, that's, hey. a, that's like it is. a home run. Hey, it is a home run. You should call it Barry Bonds. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you see what I, yeah. Oh. You feel me? See, we need, we, need to, we need to put you on the naming team. Bring me in there. Team. Bring me yeah. in there. Give me a little consult. That, that's what we do. We, we, get the, we get the genetics, because cannabis comes in strains. And each, so they all have, like, parents, right? When you create new genetics, they have parents. COVID thing. Exactly. Different, okay. different strains. Okay. Exactly. Different strains. Okay. So we, we get the, the, the parentage, we get the parent strains, and then we look at the, the flavors and we look at the effect, and we try to we come together as a team and say, where can we find some sports, some sports themes name, names that really, that really fit here? Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's how we came up with that's So right. you said Jesus Skittlesworth is your favorite. That's my favorite. Sativa. Yeah. So obviously, like I said, throughout your career, you know, we've always, you know, we've all made some mistakes and poor choices. When you're smoking this, does it take you just back through, take you down memory lane and you was like, man, I wish I would have done this. I wouldn't have done that. When you, when, when you first start, you, you go, you go back. But if you keep smoking, you clean up all that stuff. And then you start just reviewing on the day of dang, I, you know. I so it's a daily now. It's like it a becomes daily a daily day. review. Just review right. your day and you think, okay, like what things did I do that I wish I would have done better? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. No? Speaking of that. Yeah. So you get drafted. Unconventional. You had Master P as your the first. Agent, yeah. Your agent. Uh, shout out to P. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. And then, so then you transition and you sign with Lee Steinberg. Yes. Are those one of those, is this one of those moments where you feel like you, you're smoking and it's like, man, what was I thinking? <laughs> Why did I do this? And Master P, like I said, mastermind. We've had him on the show, did his thing. What went into, obviously, you taking a different approach? Because <clears throat> the different approach is what I'm on this planet, I feel, is what I'm on this planet to do. Mm-hmm. Because if everyone goes the same way, no one even Boring. knows what other paths are even out there. Boring. That's what that's what a trailblazer You're is You're blazing for. your own trail. Exactly. Trailblazer. Exactly. Because right. otherwise, I'm following in other people's. And I tried to do that, and I just, it just wasn't for me. And then right. people are saying, oh, he's weird, this, that, and the other. What is this? Does that affect you? Does it, you know what I mean? You want to be weird. I, I you want to be the. I eyeball. almost take that's it as a compliment mean. because Absolutely. it just means that I'm not like everybody else. And any and all the people that appreciate me, what they appreciate most about me is that when they talk to me, they get a different way of looking at things. Mm, yeah. That's real. Yeah. Again, you. I want to fit out. I don't want to fit in. Exactly. You know. And again, that goes back to the, the it's whole like box. Like a snowflake. Thing. My mama said. My mama used to tell me, "God don't make junk. Right? We're mm-hmm. all made unique. Unique." Unique. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know, like I said, I didn't I just found this out too, but you left the NFL and went and played in Canada for yeah. a little bit. So yeah. at that moment, especially having, you know, Heisman behind you, high NFL draft pick, and people like, okay, now he's playing in Canada. So is he a bust? Like, no, you were were you doing that to get back into the NFL or were you doing that just to kind of prove to yourself more and you what know, you were? I, I was doing it just to keep it moving. So mm-hmm. 
so this was my second suspension. It was a year-long suspension. And my, mm -hmm. my agent, Lee, called and said, I got a call from the Argonauts, and they want you to come to Toronto. Mm -hmm. And I said, hell. I'm out. I said, hell I'm on nah. the way. I said, hell <laughs> no. Nah. I am not. I, am, I said, I am not, not doing going, it. I am not going to Canada. Right. And it kind of, that was the thought. Like, what, what am I doing, you know? And then, and then I, some, about two months went by, and I started thinking, okay, what am I doing? And at the time, I was living in Northern California, and I was teaching yoga <laughs> at, a, at a retreat called an ashram. Okay. And, and my, my yoga teacher, she, was, you know, she said, you can't just like, sit around here and do nothing. You got to do something. And she said, There's a, we have a big yoga center in Toronto, and so if you want to like, go up there and play, mm -hmm. you can get in the, in the regular teaching schedule so that you're actually keeping your life moving. Mm, okay. And so it was, it was, you know, I took her advice and I said, you're right. And so I went up there and I played and I taught yoga and, and, I, and I, thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed myself up there. Because up there, you can only have a certain number of Americans on the team. Right. And so right. the, all the Americans, they all kind of live together and it's like, it's, no, just college. like college. That's brought you just back like home college. to Texas University. Yeah, and so it, it just helped me play the game for the love of the game. Mm. You know, and, and not the pressures and because all that. It, like even the coaching staff. Like when we do our game plan, like they'll talk to the players and they'll say, like, what do you want to do? And so we I just got to be more a part of the whole the whole thing. And it mm. just got me back to the like to the roots of the game and why I love to play it. And I think it helped me, you know, play another several years in the in the NFL. Right, yeah. So again, so when you came back, like did it, it rejuvenated you a little bit more or are you like, I'm still kind of taking this year by year? So actually before I came back, I felt another drug test and so I was suspended another eight months. Eight and months, in those, okay. so I, I didn't come right back. So in those eight months, I actually moved to Boston okay. and I- um, Man, the like a nomad. Yeah, I, I, moved to, I moved to Boston and I did six months of intensive psychotherapy. So I met with the therapist, we, we met for six months, one hour a day for five days a week. Mm. And you know, because I was in a point where I was like, I keep, I keep like failing these drug tests, mm -hmm. and and I and I keep saying, telling myself, you know, I want to like end this thing in a way where I can walk away with some dignity, mm -hmm. but I keep getting stuck, and I want to talk to someone to help understand like where am I getting stuck? Mm. And so in those six months, I got I got so much clarity, not only about football, but where football fit in the larger in yes. the larger picture of my of my yes. life. And I remember the, the most powerful thing that happened to me in those six months is I was Dr. Gunderson. I was sitting there talking to Dr. G, and I realized, you know, football is nice, but what I would really love to be doing is sitting in that chair doing what you're doing. Really? Yeah. Wow. And, and so I, I, that's when I decided I got to go back to school, I'm going to get my degree, and move in a direction where I can help people. Mm. And, and that's what I've been doing. So to since. walk away wow. from the game how you wanted to walk away from the game, and you're, 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 saying, you're saying to yourself, I'm, I'm, I keep getting stuck because you're failing these drug tests. So where in there did it click? I'm like, okay, in order for me to do B or C, I got to do A. And A was obviously, I'm thinking, you got to stop smoking. That's it never, it never, see, that, that, to <clears throat> me, that, that's, a, that's, a very, that's a very limited way of looking at it. Because if we look at someone and we say, the first thing that's, that's wrong across the board, okay. and I'm going to say this loud and clear, that football players should not be smoking. That right now is 100% bullshit. 100% mm. bullshit. 
That and they should not be smoking. I'm saying that there's a that there's any kind of regulations that prevent football players from smoking. That is the biggest bullshit in the whole entire world, mm. especially considering what they do give us to take care of ourselves. It mm. doesn't make any sense. The drugs is way worse than they it's give not us. even and to not me, even. like you can say like money or whatever, but for me, I'm talking about dignity and I'm talking about quality of life. Okay. And those are two things that I know, I know that I held on to. Right, right. And and so it's about like who I was and, and the path that I was walking. And it was really a difficult path of, and we all have to walk it, is the, what the, the world says you should be doing and what God or your heart or whatever you want to call it says, says you should be, be doing. Mm. And sometimes when you're following this on the outside, it looks like you're failing horribly. And sometimes when you're killing it on the outside, inside, mm. it's empty and it's dead and you're hurting right. so much. And so... That's life. And anyone to me that, and you guys know this, anyone that really wants to live to their fullest, you got to walk through that shadow of death. You got to walk that path mm -hmm. and try to find your, your spot. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and obviously, I mean, weed is not a performance. It's not a performance enhancing right. drug. Right. What do you say about, just, just happened, 2020 Olympics. Shakari Richardson, she's, she gets suspended for the use of marijuana. What are, what, what are your thoughts? What are your takes on that? What did you think when this, when this happened? Well, obviously it's, it's unfortunate because a lot of people work their whole lives to have a chance to... To, to yeah, participate in the Olympics. I yeah. mean, this is like the best thing. I mean, to be an individual, to be an athlete and to perform in, yeah. in front of your country. So that, that's one level. The other level is you know, because this happened, this is allowing her to be something more than just mm. than just an athlete. Yeah. And and also the bigger picture is because of what happened, a lot of people came forward and it pushed the conversation in a in a positive right. direction. And and my hope is that she doesn't feel bad about this, that she realizes that, you know, that there's something bigger to this. And my hope is that she'll have another opportunity. She's mm -hmm. young. Mm -hmm. So, you know, God willing, she has another, she has another opportunity. But in, in my journey, because once I, it's, I was with everyone else. When I retired, I was sitting there saying, like, did I really just give up everything for, for this? Mm -hmm. I, I, I was wrestling with that. And so I had some questions that I had to answer for, my, for myself. And so I started to do some research. I started to learn. And I learned, like, how we got here. In that, you know, all, pretty much all of the rules, the regulations, laws that are anti-cannabis were all racially motivated. Mm. All of them. All of them. All wow. of them. All of them. And so, and, and so for me, it's a, if, and maybe the NFL is not educated, but even the NFL's drug program. You know, when Bill mm -hmm. Parcells came to, came to Miami, we sat and had lunch, and he told me, he said, I'm probably the main reason that the NFL drug program was in place. And essentially, it was a racist program. Mm -hmm. And so when I watch the games and I see end racism in the end zone, and they're still suspending, or not suspending anymore, but still punishing and fining players for cannabis use, mm -hmm. I'm like, come on, come on. Contradicting. And it's contradicting, you know, right. and, and yeah. So, but again, all of us are conditioned and we grew up in it. So we were just like, yeah, this is bad. We're not supposed to be doing it. But when you really look underneath the hood, you see, wait a minute. Right. Now, for like the Josh Gordon going back and forth, <clears throat> right? Is there anything that you would like to say to him or and or the NFL? Like, because again, it seems like there's something there that's wrong. Like, just open your eyes because you have to, if, if the spirit of the drug program is to, is to keep players safe, Mm -hmm. And the spirit of the drug program is to take care of the players. That's not what it's doing. 
So just the mm. spirit of the program, it's more destroying people's lives right. than it is actually helping people. I don't think you're going to find one person, not one, in the hundreds of people that have been in the NFL drug program that says the program helped them. Not one. Just temporarily mm. for it's their temporarily benefit. For, yeah, for the NFL's benefit right. to get their money right. away. That, blah, blah, blah. And even, even, when I got into the, even when I got into the drug program, and part of the drug program is you have to sit with a therapist once a week. And the whole aim of the, of the therapist, his whole aim was, his assumption was, it's hard being black, there's a lot of stress, but if you smoke, you're going to ruin your life, so we got to make sure that you're not stressed and you don't smoke. And to me, I was like, uh, I don't really agree with that assessment. <laughs> right, right. So we're, we're kind of starting Let off, me assess. <laughs> yes. And, and so just, uh, again, it, it, it wasn't even looking, it wasn't taking care of the players. And that's my, that's my big issue. So let, let's go back to Shikari. And for our listeners, people that are going to be, you know, watching this, can you explain, because you're, you're an experienced user. And for people, obviously, like I said, there was a lot of people that came, you know, to her defense. And there's obviously, there's those ignorant people out there like, oh, well, she knew it was a rule. She shouldn't have done it. And then obviously, you know, obviously, what is it? IOC is the, the yeah. ones that, yeah. that, that suspended her. Are there any benefits for her to partake and do what she does as a sprinter? Are there any benefits, whether it's pre-game, halftime, post-game, to her winning a race? So, the, it's a, I mean, if, if we're using... Is there a competitive if, edge? If we're using, if we're using like... To, I mean, to me, anything you do as an athlete, right, most of what we do as an athlete, regardless if it's legal or illegal, is trying to give us a competitive edge. Yes, That's absolutely. like saying if someone sleeps for eight hours instead yes. of four hours. Yes. That's gonna give a competitive, if someone eats better, yes. that's gonna give them a competitive edge. Yes. And so it's like, where do you, where do you draw the, where do you draw the line? Right. Like, that's why I'm like, where do you, where do you draw the line? Cause you can say. Because you're, you you're can considering say that, this something illegal. This is considered uh, a drug. But again, because of racist policies, like again, we live in two worlds and I try to keep clear, right? There's an outer world that I have to navigate if I wanna keep myself free. Mm -hmm. right. But there's an inner world I have to navigate if I want to keep myself free. And it's finding that balance between, between both. And yeah. everyone has to, wherever they are, everyone has to figure out how to find that balance. So is, wow. is one pregame halftime, if I take it, is it going to make me run faster or anything? So here's, here, here's, how, here's how it could make you run faster. Okay? This is what okay. I want here, Here's how it could make you run faster. Uh, a generic situation, okay? okay? Somebody who has in their mind, limited thinking, and they think because I am a certain age that I can't run fast. Mm -hmm. Someone who has that thought, right? That thought will create them running slower than they actually can. All right, let's say we sit down and they smoke a little mm -hmm. bit and yeah. we talk, right? And they allow their imagination to go right. and mm -hmm. they realize, hmm, maybe that's not true, okay? Maybe that's not true, I wanna see. And then the next day, the next week or whatever, they run and they notice that they're running a little bit faster mm -hmm. because we have to see how, we don't appreciate how much our mind limits what we can show up at. Yes. And so as you open the mind, you don't know what's going to come out of there. And I think that's what scares people. Did you smoke before games? <clears throat> because back then, I mean, if I was playing now, I probably would. But back then I was in the drug program, so I had to really ration how much I was smoking. And in order to me, in order to be able to smoke in a game, you got to smoke enough to get your tolerance up. Right. And, I, and I wasn't, I wasn't chiefing like that. So it was like, because again, I don't smoke, but I've seen some dudes. I'm like, this dude's high right now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember some guys that like, you saw in the <laughs> huddle? You was like, I know you high right, because you would know, you would yeah. know the look. Well, I, I mean, I think there was maybe a couple of linemen that could do it, but that's tough. Okay. okay. 
D Lyman could do it. D Lyman can okay. get away with it because they okay. just they're eating. You know, you yeah, got to remember the gap. They just got to remember the gap. Yeah, they just got to remember. DBs can DBs can do it. Receivers can do it, but other positions it's tough. Okay. It's just like, again, unless you have your tolerance up. If your right. tolerance is up, you can function at that level. Right. But if it's not, you're going you're gonna to miss something. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't try it for don't, the first exactly. time. If, and yeah. even people trying for the first time, I say, one hit. Just one. Just mm-hmm. take one and put it down and just enjoy well, it. Well, let's spark one then. Let's <laughs> spark one. She <laughs> ain't going to spark nothing but that popcorn Ooh, over there. What you there. think I got needs? Sativa? What do you think I got? <laughs> it's it's the middle of the day. Yeah, I would say that, that pregame. Man, and he going to be in that chair till midnight. <laughs> one hit, he'll be good. It'll there be it is. Night. Well, shoot, well, you being a running back, you know, we ain't going to let you get out of here without you mentioning your top five running backs. All time? I want you to give us your top five. Five running backs of all time, right? No specific order, just your top five. You can be in it, not in it, don't yeah, matter. Yeah. Right? So no specific order, but number one by far is Jim Brown. That's and and I'll okay. tell, and I, and I told this to my son, anyone that wants to play football, specifically the running back position, mm-hmm. there's like a 45-minute highlight of Jim, like all of Jim Brown's carries on YouTube. Watch wow. it. Watch wow. Jim Brown. Okay. Watch it. Jim Brown, legend. And Watch how many years? He didn't play a lot of years. He played seven. Seven years. <clears throat> Watch seven it. Years. Oh. Special. Yep. So Absolutely. he's one. All right, the rest not in order. So when I was in college, um, before every game, my senior year, I would watch Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. That Barry boy, Sanders senior highlight film at, at Oklahoma State. At Oklahoma State. State. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, after those two. So he didn't play very long, but, but he's who I modeled my game after the most, with Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. The, the, com- the combination of power and speed and, yes. and being an, an intimidator from the running back position that can, hit the, that can, that can go all the way. Absolutely. That was like, that's what I was, that's what I was aiming for. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Bo knows. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's <laughs> okay, three. Okay. That's three right there. Okay. Uh, all day. All Adrian Peterson. All day. A D Z. All day. When he's coming down, he don't hitting it. You don't want it. No, you don't want that smoke. It's like he's moving, he's moving at a different speed. Yeah. He's moving at a different speed. Okay, that's four right there. You got one more you want to throw in there. Top five of all time running backs. Take my time with this one. You got your Walters of the world. We got your Eric Dickerson's of the world. I gotta go, I gotta go with sweetness. Okay. And again, because I think a lot of our favorite players are just the time we grew up in. And the Absolutely. time I was coming up, Sweetness, Sweetness was doing his thing. So more towards the end of his career, but just the way he played. Is that why you wore 34? That, I wore it because of Bo. Because of Bo. Okay. Because of Bo. Awesome. But something about Sweetness's game is he had that punch, right? That idea. Because to me, you know, coaches told us, told us this a long time ago. You're either the hammer or the nail. Yep. And that's real. Yeah. Especially on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We should let people know where they can find um, Heisman, uh, the product, if you will. Yeah, where the, they can find Website you, where can or find where is it being sold all online, all that. Yeah. So our merch is online at uh, Heisman.co. Okay. Heisman.co. And that's H-I-G-H-S-M-A-N. And I tell people, it's not C-O. about a trophy. It's about mm-hmm. getting high. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, man. Insta. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Heisman official. Heisman official on the yes. IG. Okay. The IG and uh, personally me, I'm at Williams. Okay, there yeah. it is, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. You can check us out. Check it out, man. man. Yeah, so again, going back to the, the the draft with the Saints, and again, Mike Ditka obviously believing in your skill set at right. that point. What was it like playing for a coach like that who literally gave everything up for you? You know, unfortunately, it was only a year because that right. season that season did not go well. Um, hell of a coach, like as far as a player's coach. And I think you guys have been there, right? The player, most of the time, the coaches that have played before, they get it. 
Mm-hmm. Right? The ones that haven't, I feel like they feel like we're video games or like yeah. chess pieces. Right. Yeah. And 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 Dicko was cool. He just was cool. He knew the game. And he reminded me of Saban in this way that they don't get so caught up in the X's and O's. They get up in more of your mentality and the fact that you play hard. Yeah. And and to me, I can play for those coaches all day long. You know, I think at least in the NFL with the Saints, I think Dicko's downfall was was kind of that old school attitude of just get your boys together to coach and you can win. Because mm. it's one of those things where a lot of the players didn't respect the rest of the staff. The rest of yeah. the staff. Yeah. They respected coach, yeah. but a lot, especially on offense, we didn't. Yeah. They didn't respect the staff. Yeah. Do you pay attention to what's going on in coaching today with the with um, the Brian Flores yes. thing and all that? So that again, compared to the Ditka, because again, we see the same thing, right? We know the head coaches; they're bringing their boys, right? Yeah. And how can NFL players or even better coaches get into these, you know, into these positions if our boys not going to hire us? Yeah. Well, I mean, what I said is if the, if the NFL is really serious about having more diversity in the league, they need to make a mandate that at least two or three teams are owned by minorities. Mm. I like that. Because yeah. I, I, can, I can appreciate Like, to me, a good example, and I could be stepping out, stepping out of bounds here, but just think the cultural differences. Like, you know, one of the things that came out was uh, Stephen Ross you know, mm-hmm. talking to Brian Flores about throwing games. Absolutely. Okay? And, and from my understanding, like the, the wealthy, rich white people, that's, that's the way they think, mm-hmm. right? But that's not the way that we think, right? right? And so this, this mismatch, if you're an owner, you want to have a coach that thinks the way that you think, that's on the, that you're on the same page. On the same page. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the Rooney, the Rooney <laughs> rule, the only team that has hired a black coach yeah. has been the Steelers. And yeah. so, I, you know... I think if we want to change, we need to change. It needs to start with ownership. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We got to. We get again. We're trying to get our five billion so we can go get a team. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. About five billion short right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but to me, I think that's how I think that's how it should happen. Players should get together and say yeah. like, we can do it better. Yeah, you know, I we agree. can. Well, maybe you sell enough Heisman, you ain't get lying. them billions. Hey, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it buy there us a team. Is. Yeah, there it's it coming. is. Let's, let's keep I, this conversation going. Just bring me going. on this consultant. <laughs> there it is. Well, shoot. Yeah. Well, we gonna end the show with To blazing nah, up. I mean, I, <laughs> let's go. I, I know you don't know how. I want to see this. For I want to see you choke. Literally. <laughs> is this really about to happen? It might happen. It might. Like we go find out. Is this really about to happen? This is what we do on Get Your Popcorn Ready. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. There it is. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah. Everybody was ready too. They had that popcorn ready. Everybody had their popcorn ready. I can't do it. Everybody here was leaning in too. I can't do it. I can't do it. Teach your soul. It just ain't for me. Already.